Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And only Paul Doolan because, get this guys, get this suckers working in nine to fives. Get this cogs in the <laughs> wheels of capitalism us two renegades us two creatives us two artists uh, recording this podcast in the middle of the day because we live on our own time and dave watson is sat in his cubicle right now <laughs> putting screws on bottles or whatever it is dave does for the man That's a, he's mentioned it before i'm pretty sure he puts screws on bottles that traditional job <laughs> i don't know i was trying to come up with a like something one one might do in a production line but the screws on bottles is definitely not one of maybe they're missing but, a trick know. in the world of bottles Anyway, whatever it is he's doing, he's he's underneath the boot of the man. With his regular we... wage and his financial stability and the lack of impending stress that freelance life brings. <laughs> Sucker. I don't need that. I'm Jackson Pollocking <laughs> from dawn till dusk. Okay, and beyond. Right, okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about football. Our most recent game was this Sunday. It was against Manchester United. We won it 2-0. Was it, Paul, in a season of good performances, our best performance? Possibly. I think I'd say this or Spurs away, maybe. I think the opponent made it feel like it was. I think it wasn't just a 2-0 win. It felt more like it could have been four or five. It wasn't just that we won 2-0, it was that we battered them 2-0. Yeah, I would say it was our most comprehensive victory against Man United. And Man United, no matter where they are in the sort of ups and downs of Man United, are still 
probably the biggest name in English football. So it always feels a bigger deal. Yeah. When you, you, you do get points against them. And I would say we've had not that many, but a few victories against Man United in the Premier League. I would say this was the most comprehensive victory since the famous 5-0. Yeah, they're always tense in the build-up games against Man U because you just think we might get something, but we're probably going to get battered. But I can't remember a game against Man U where from sort of 10 minutes in, you just don't feel like they're going to win. It didn't feel like they had any chance. We were just relentless. Does make you wish that Casemiro hadn't been available for the cup final, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Well, I think as well that there's a few things that you can't be careful drawing too much from this game. Because us at home, with the crowd as they were, not many teams are going to come and beat us at St James's Park because it. The atmosphere was incredible. But also, Man U away from home against top half sides, like they get beaten heavily a lot. Like Brentford beat them, was it 4 0? Liverpool beat them 7 0. So I don't think we can look at this game and go, oh, maybe we are absolutely amazing. But then we're third in the league. Yeah. So we are a very True. good team. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that. Um, but yeah, I did realise afterwards against the top nine sides away they haven't they've lost every single game this season yeah. i think so uh that says a lot in of itself and they did go on a bit of a run a while ago but it's sort of it was it's easy to forget that they're a long way away from truly being back um well they've not got a striker uh, as well like wilson who came on for us would walk into that man new team Rashford was quiet, wasn't he? He was very quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. So I'll just I'll ask a Baltic standard question, and that is, uh, who do you think put in the best performance for us, Paul Doolan? It's a tricky... It's very hard to... Bruno got man of the match. Yeah, that's true. Isaac looked amazing again. I, I, I'm very excited about Isaac because he just keeps doing things where you, you think you know what sort of player he is. Like you think he's just a very good striker with his feet and then he starts scoring headers and you're like, oh, there's that side to his game. Then you see him, there was one bit where he brought down a ball from like 50 yards with his legs stuck out in the air and started a new move. You're like, all right, he can sort of be a target man as well. You just... I'm very excited about Isaac. I thought he had a great performance. I don't know. Everyone was brilliant. Trippier just is back to being the best right back in the league. Willock. Yeah, it was a great. It was a great team performance. Willock was. Willock should have had a hat trick, but he should have had a hat trick because he kept getting in those positions. Yeah, despite missing a few chances, it was a great performance from Willick. So much energy. Um, people are even starting to talk about him potentially getting an England cap at some point, and you never know. Um, what else? Let's talk about some of the specifics of the game. Well, I think the before that, one performance, mm-hmm. Jacob Murphy keeping his place. I think we all thought, 
Joel Linton would definitely come back in. That didn't happen. I think a few people probably thought Gordon might come in for Murphy. But I think Murphy's played his way into our first team. I don't think anyone could have seen that happening. I think there's a couple of things in that. There's one, Eddie Howie's very loyal to his starting lineups, teams who win games yeah. for him tend to stay in the side. Also, although Murphy he's he doesn't he never really sets the world alight. Um our current way of playing that in that uh high intensity press, as the hipsters say. Yeah. Jacob Murphy is very good at that, isn't he? He's a he's a very good part of that. He's a real runner. There's so much of what we do is based around fitness that actually it, it's it, it tends to incorporate players who are perhaps not what you would normally describe as top four players yeah. players like joe willow or sean longstaff or jacob murphy there is a place for you in this side if you are talent wise a mid bottom of the premier league player but are supremely fit there's a place well, I for think, you in this side. I think right? that does them a bit of a disservice as well. Talent-wise, they're not great creatively. But a lot of what the, our system relies on is the talent to be able to read situations and know what to close down where and when and to be able to follow tactical instructions to the letter. They're still, they're still talents to have, but they you can't show them on a YouTube highlights reel. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's about what's valued in the game, right? Yeah. What's valued financially over what's valued by... But I think there's fit, There's probably equally fit so I'm players. Saying like someone like, I'm saying someone like uh, Jacob Murphy is unlikely to go for 80 million True. anytime soon. But He, he probably he, now he, has he, a sell-on value that he didn't have a few months ago. Well, that's something. Maybe. But he is... J- Jacob Murphy works very well in this side. He's doing a lot better for us than any number of £70 million players are doing for Chelsea. Yes. Because of the way we play, because of the coaching, and because his willingness to do what's being asked of him and his fitness, right? Yeah, and I think the team spirit can't be underestimated as well. Like his... Did you see him when he was coming off? He got subbed and he was delighted and just like geeing up Anthony Gordon as well. I think it's very easy to overlook how important that settled dressing room and team spirit is. If you look at Chelsea, like they're just they're a mess of players all playing for the same position, all wanting to be starting. And it's it's very hard to bring in the number of players we have in the last few windows and still keep that togetherness. It's it's uh it's almost pointless bringing up Chelsea because they're such an anomaly. Yeah. It's such a hilarious But they experiment. are fun to look at and talk about because they're just mental. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea are basically like if you put someone who's played playing football manager for the first time. I don't think even then. If you're playing football manager for the first time and you're 12... Yeah. And you get like a cheat. You can 
where you can spend unlimited funds and you just go, well, he looks good. He looks good. He looks good. Yeah. I think it's finding a a tired child at the end of a kid's party and putting them in charge. (laughs) Do they just, they're mad on sugar. They won't listen to reason and they'll just do mad shit. I think that's what Chelsea are like at the minute. I know this is a Newcastle United pod, but should we just talk about Chelsea for a while? <laughs> I, I think that they there's a strong chance that in five years' time they might not exist. It does feel they're... like they've fucked it big time. Because all those players and all those huge contracts and they're not getting in the Champions League and then probably Todd Burley getting bored with it and going off to do something else. And just all those contracts, all that money, the FFP not allowing them to spend more money, it, it's hilarious. It feels like three years' time, you might have them in the bottom five and Sean Dyche brought in to keep them up. Yeah, but then tumble further and further, go into administration, who knows? And it couldn't happen to a nicer club. Yeah. Anyway, um... Uh, we haven't spoken about the goals, but tell you what, let's have a quick break and then we will speak about the goals and we'll talk about our game, which as we speak is happening tomorrow night against West Ham. Be with you in a moment. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Uh, we haven't spoken about the goals against Man United yet. Uh, the first of which was scored by Joe Willock, but it was a very good team goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it sort of kind of started by Isaac, Isaac, whatever we're calling him now, forcing, it was our press again, forcing them into a throw-in and just, it didn't take long to win it back. And that ball he played to Bruno... You just sort of think those two are a level above creatively anything else we've got. But it kind of looked like the chance was over as well. Like Bruno's ball to the back post was sort of such a weird looping cross and we had three players in the middle. And then St. Maximin with a headed assist from like midair. I don't think anyone expected. I think Maxi had a great game as well. That was, did you see it's the most chances he's created in any Newcastle game. Is that right? Yeah, I know we were abandoning talking about the goal midway through talking about the goal. 
he did have a good game. I wonder whether that cross from Bruno was as intended, whether that was, yeah. you know, a, a sort of training ground. And will it getting in another good position again to a point that even even though he missed two pretty decent chances, this was all, you'd say, almost unmissable. Yes. David De Gea was, in some senses, the man of the match because he made some great saves. And in other senses, the reason why we won, because his inability to play the ball with his feet made our press work particularly Yeah. Well. Not his fault. You have to look at the manager and go, like, he's clearly not comfortable playing out from the back. You can't keep blaming yeah, him. But... Yeah, blaming Nick Pope had another, he had his one brain fart, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, he's he, he he looks so solid for the season, and now that's like once you have it in your heads that he's got it in him, it sort of makes everyone nervy, doesn't it? It's weird with goalkeepers because once they it feels like once they've made a couple of mistakes and Pope is nowhere near there yet, suddenly their stock can just fall rapidly and they just they lose the yeah. Although from a shot stopping point of view. I feel like I could have kept a clean sheet if I'd been put in Nick Pope's position. Yeah, if the if we managed to keep secret from the Man United side that you yeah. let's get into the logistics. Yeah. How would it work? I think we'd just have to. They'd, I think they might go. That guy looks a bit small to be in goal, but. <laughs> Okay, maybe he's a Pickford. But yeah, if we could keep it from... In some ways, I am a Pickford. (laughs) I would act like I was on fire any time the ball came near me. If you quantum leaped into Nick Pope's body, there's no doubt you would have kept a clean sheet, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, every time they shot, if I was quantum leaped in, I would have saved them. There was like one Anthony sort of dribble... That's it. Yeah, exactly. All I'm saying is, if there was any, if anyone in Man United found out that Paul Dugan was in goal, yeah, then I think you'd be peppered with a few more shots. Yeah, well, that's just the modern game. So they'd have to. That's the modern game. Should we stay on this for another? (laughs) Let's move on. And then. Callum Wilson finally got a goal and he looked yeah. very happy with it. it was, I mean, again, Eric Tan Hag helped us out there by taking off two centre-backs and replacing them with one centre-back, leaving the whole Man U team with one centre-back. Like, I can't remember who the commentator was now, but even he picked up it and was like, I think it was Gary Neville, just couldn't understand what he was doing. There's a great delivery from Trippier again as well. It sort of feels like he had a yeah. month. It's weird. Our bad patch coincided with Trippier's set-piece delivery just sort of turning to shit, and it seems like he's back now. No, great delivery and a great header. I feel like in, my, in what seems to be my drive to talk about teams other than Newcastle on this podcast... <laughs> um, I feel like Eric Ten Hag is at the stage. This is what I'm going to predict. I think when you look back 
when Guardiola came into English football and when Klopp came into English football, they would have, they would do well for a while, but they were still, they still had really bad losses in them. Yeah. Because they were, they were stubbornly trying to implement their type of football and they would, they had big losses in them for like a whole season. And I reckon, I reckon Ten Hag is going to to be if he's given a chance. I think he's 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 gonna take Man United to the t- very top. Yeah, they're going to be challenging gonna... for the title next season onwards. Yeah. I think couldn't happen to a nicer club. Oh, I love them. Uh, I love United now, because everyone delights in calling them when they play Newcastle. United. God, yeah, that's so. I've, I've like picked Man United fans up on that before, and it just doesn't register with them. But we are United. Have you noticed there are other teams called United? Has it this ever occurred to you? Uh, so we're playing tomorrow night against West Ham. Yep. We're playing away. If anyone has any tickets going, let us know. Oh yeah, good point. I don't think I don't think I'd be able to make it, but yeah. Yeah. Um because I'm working on a top secret project. Oh, this is your sex tape, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, my sex tape. Well, it's more of a sex film. Um so uh <laughs> sorry. Right, we're playing West Ham. They're not very good at the moment, are they? So I'm just going to assume we're going to do really well. Yeah, they beat Southampton at the weekend, but that's not necessarily an indicator of being a good team at the minute because, I mean, plenty of teams beat Southampton at the minute. I feel like they've they've got decent players, but they're just they're at that stage. I feel like Moyes is the type of manager who the game has sort of passed by now. I don't, I'm not particularly worried about them. I don't know if that's the case with Moyes. I don't see him being like a... I'm going to start talking about other teams again. I don't see him being like a um, top four manager. No. Or anything. I could see him continuing in a Roy Hodgson way. Do you think? Yeah. I think he's... I think he... David Moyes is not... Sam Allardyce or Steve Bruce, he's he's got a lot more to him than them, I would say. Um, we're playing West Ham away, followed by on Saturday Brentford away, which means, and it's been confirmed by the club, that the squad are going to be staying in London for a couple of days. What do you think they'll get up to? Oh. The zoo, the starters. Horrible history's boat tour. Natural history museum. Yeah, I would recommend. Tate Modern. Yeah. Open top bus tour. It might be the open, only open top bus tour we get for a while. I think it's true. Are they going to be too swayed? Too. Uh, focused on all that London has to offer, will that affect their 
Should I be get? Well, should we talk about football again? What? No, my worry, Sorry. my genuine worry going into the West Ham game is they're going to be thinking too much about the Tate Modern to concentrate on any instructions from how. Yeah, that's. Bad. And then the Brentford game, it's just going to be a, an exotic street food hangover, because they're going to have been sampling all the culinary delights. <laughs> They'll have tried Peruvian cuisine. Yeah. And then Thursday and Friday night, they'll be trying to get to shows. Yeah. Jersey Boys. Well, maybe yeah. they'll have to train in the interval at Jersey Boys. Maybe that's the only time they'll have. To fit that in. Yeah, this is the problem. London's got so much to offer. And this is my football. You have to take advantage of it. I don't know. It does um, seem, I don't know where. Genuinely, don't know where they are going to train. Be interested to find out where that is. Presumably, there will be some element of training in the break. I think as well. Squad. I know Harris is very loyal to teams that get three points, but it feels like we need to rotate rather than drop players. We look at how strong our bench was against Man U. I wouldn't be surprised to see Joel Linton and Gordon starting the West Ham game. Maybe even well, Wilson, because Isaac looked absolutely knackered by the end of the Man U game. Well, what you have now, because of that, the five substitutes and the three opportunities to bring on substitutes, you can, with confidence, give someone... 60 minutes, you know? Yeah. So that you, you can start with the same 11, but, but not worry that they're going to end up having to play 90 minutes. Yeah, that's true. I kind of I hope he doesn't rest Isaac because he just... I feel like there's a hat-trick coming from him soon. Well, that would be nice to see. Brighton's going to be... Uh, Brentford is going to be a tough test, isn't it? Yeah. They are a very decent, they're sort of a quietly very decent team who are somehow, I mean, they're only seven points off us. There you go. I feel like but we, bat we battered them at St. James's, though. That was another contender for our best game of the season. Right. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. It's just going to depend on London's West End shows and how how that interferes with training. So this is where we really miss Dave Watson with this podcast because we've just... <laughs> we often I've not been able to stay away from this tangent, despite the fact that we haven't found any particularly good jokes. <laughs> we've really gone down this, uh, this tangent and I've don't really have any real football observations about the upcoming two games. Basically, West Ham are shit, Brentford are good. I think we'll get four points from the two games. That's my prediction. I think that's a fair assessment. And I'd be pretty happy with that, although I would like us to get... If we get... Let's talk about Champions League. Yeah. I don't know if what you... Well, you know the 538 sort of football stats website? Their yeah. probability for us finishing in the Champions League is 
And they've got Liverpool below us on 22, then Brighton on 22, then Tottenham on 20. I'm feeling probably about as confident. So Liverpool and Brighton are considered more likely than Spurs. Yeah. I think Spurs just look, even for Spurs, very Spursy, but they're just constantly in fourth, no matter what happens. Well, I was giving us a 65% chance of doing it. So that means that my assessment aligns with the best forecasting website in the world. So that's fills me with confidence. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, top, basically, the way I see it, I can't see Spurs or Liverpool or maybe even Brighton putting together the kind of run of results that they need to do to beat us to that top four spot. The only way I see them doing it is if we put together a really bad run of form, which I do think is possible because we've had a bad run of form not so long ago. Yeah, Liverpool, I think, could. I sort of feel like as mad as they've been, they've not got many distractions now they're out of Europe. And they've, I mean, you have to look at the Man U game. They're capable of battering teams. And they've been on those sort of runs before. But then every time you think they're going to go on one of those, they just don't turn up to their next game. Spurs, I think, I don't know. Depends what they do manager-wise as well, but I feel like Spurs have kind of blown it. I was watching Spurs last night against Everton and it was amazing. They just, they dominated the game. They weren't very good, but they dominated the game. Everton had a player sent off. Spurs went 1-0 up and yet, and then they just all looked like they were just waiting to concede a goal. It was just amazing. It's like, this is such, a winnable game. You have these three points in the bag and they just cannot take them. There's been times like that with us as a club, though. Some of the relegation seasons where you're like, it doesn't matter how well we start a game, we're always going to concede. And you could tell the players know it. And Spurs feel like they're in that kind of rut. But I mean, we play them on the 23rd of April, only a few weeks. If they have a new manager in by then, it might be a trickier game, but you feel like Spurs at home, Sunday game, St. James's will be mad. That feels like, if they've not changed manager before, then I think we'll put in a similar display to the one against Man U. So, yeah. So, basically, uh, we just beat Man U and... uh, we're very happy and we think we're going to get in the Champions League. That's where it is in summary, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think we're certain we're going to get in the Champions League. I think there's probably Liverpool and Spurs fans who are more confident that they are than we are. I think we're... It still doesn't quite feel real. The idea that next season you're going to have that Champions League anthem at St James's Park and sort of Dan Byrne lining up. It just feels it feels too much like a film at the minute. I think we're definitely more confident than Spurs fans. I don't think there's any. Yeah, that's true. Spurs. Um, but 
Yeah, I guess we'll have to see, won't we? There's well, I think as well, our way. run-in for the rest of the season on paper looked a lot easier than it may be. We might be coming up against at least three new managers. We've got Leicester, Chelsea, Spurs still to play. Yeah, Dave on the WhatsApp group was suggesting he couldn't see where our next loss was coming from, which struck me as him forgetting what football is. Yeah, we've got Chelsea away still. We've still got to play Brighton, Arsenal and Spurs, but they're all at home. And I feel like they're... Every game's winnable at home. I think Arsenal... Certainly every game's winnable at home, but I think Arsenal could easily beat us. And I think because football is football, we could lose to Everton away. We could lose to... We could lose to anyone. Oh, yeah. That's what happens in football, isn't it? But when it comes down to it, I think we're more likely to get Champions League than not. And I would enjoy that. Yes. I can't quite get my head around it yet, though. Yeah. Would it be a more enjoyable season to see us in the Champions League next year and presumably struggle to get out of the group or to see us go on a run for the Europa League title if you see what I mean like get to the I final. feel like Europa League just because I know there's a lot of like yeah but this accelerates the project and we can spend more but I just think like this season's really fun because we're on the fun bit of the journey I don't want the yeah. I don't want us to get to the entitled fans expecting to win every game and just Champions League dead rubbers becoming the norm too soon. Like you don't want to end up like Chelsea, where it's just, oh, we've got Rosenberg again. I can't be bothered watching that kind of stage. Right. I want to be like, oh, we're away so, um, in Frankfurt kind of stage. Right. Although the like Thursday, Sunday thing, is a bit annoying and tough on most teams. It could yeah. be fun. It could be fun to have a, a Europa League run, couldn't it? Yeah, Tiki Champions League, League makes more sense financially for the club, obviously, but yeah. not all about money, it is could it? Be, no, it could be fun to see us on that, particularly, presumably, because we'll have we'll spend enough in the summer to expand the court squad enough. To make that yeah. Deal. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure, Paul, to be with you. Uh, while the sun is up, you're not normally awake at this time, but um, at one p.m. It's, it's yeah. You're a man of the night. It's true, notoriously. All right. Sorry, it's been a bit scattergun. We do need Dave Watson to to anchor us but you know we need dave and we need we need it to not be sunny outside (laughs) thank you very much paul doolan thank you thank you to you the newcastle nasa listener my name is fergus craig goodbye if you want to advertise on or sponsor this show check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk sports social podcast network
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.